Hey there, welcome to the Highly Undisputed Sport Podcast with your host Andrew Theory and my co-host Garrett Davis. Hey man, how's it going? Good, um, how about yourself? Not bad. We got some good stuff to talk about today. Uh, UFC 259, we got quick run, quick rundown of the All-Star Game this weekend. I, I really don't want to get into a lot of that, but we can go there. And then franchise tag deadline was yesterday. Uh, I thought there was a lot of big news coming out of there, so you, you want to kick this off? You want to do... 259 first? Yeah, sure. Sounds good to me. Right. Well, you're going to leave this, obviously. So, the first thing I want to talk about here, can we just acknowledge that leg kicks are literally just making the sport just sometimes hard to watch some of these fights? I mean, we didn't really see much of it in UFC 259. It was kind of laid back. Less, actually, than I thought it was going to be with Israel Adesanya as the main event. But, yeah, we've seen a lot of it with Dustin Poirier versus McGregor and... Many other instances lately, and it's getting a little bit ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a casual fan. I'm sorry. It like there are fights that are just determined by who can land six like kicks. I oh, mean, yeah. you saw it with Usman. Yeah. You know, Usman against uh, was it was it, it was Masvidal. I yep. mean, he just he light kicked him to death. You know, and then Izzy's last fight with uh, Costa. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you can see the bruising on the side of the guy's leg. Yeah. I mean, it's at what point. Is, is there any way for UFC to step in and, like, maybe change the rules or, you know, any way for them to make it so that that's not determining fights? Because I feel like any guy that has a leg kick move, if they go to that against somebody that doesn't have a way to stop it, and there really isn't a way to stop it, they can win fights. I mean, would I you mean, say that UFC should have to step in here? I, I don't I, – I do I do think that Dana needs to step in and do something, something about it, but ultimately – that's, that's just something that you need to be able to block. And if you're in the UFC and you can't block leg kicks, people are going to know about it. And, I mean, look, if you check a leg kick, you can do it. You can do it over and over. You just got to be able to train how to do it and how to absorb the blow. So I think people like McGregor in his corner and Gilbert Burns against Usman need to be able to learn how to do that just to be able to last longer in fights. And if they don't, I don't really ever see them coming back and doing well. All right, so I thought one of the best fights of the night and probably one of the best performers was uh, this Islam Makachev guy. Yeah, uh, mini Khabib. Yeah, he's, he's – are they cousins or what's the deal? I don't know if they're cousins. I think it's more of just they're both from Russia, so they both okay. use the same corner. I and... mean, I, I swear to God I was watching Khabib, though. Oh, yeah. I, I thought yeah, I yeah, could have yeah. swore that that's who I was watching. I mean, with, within the, the three rounds, he had uh, at least a 10-8 in the second round and then – Obviously, put him away in the in the third with a uh, triangle choke. So, yeah, obviously, it wasn't a very very good fight, but it was a very good performance and leads into what the lightweight division is going to be without Khabib. So right, so so he is a lightweight. Yes. Um, we know how exciting the lightweight division is. I mean, very very. Where, very. where do you think he goes from there? Uh, We're seeing a lot of guys coming up. My personal favorite. I'm loving this Michael Chandler guy. Uh. If you guys haven't watched him, dude, this guy is electric, I think. I mean, he's – but, I mean, where does Islam go here? Does, does he move up? You know, does he fight someone bigger next You know, fighting for his place in, in the world right now. I mean, I think he was 14 before that fight, maybe 13. So, I don't really think he's got a, a, a spot left. But that division is definitely run by right now uh, Poirier, Olvera – Gaethje, I mean McGregor is. If he decides to have a fight, yeah, again. McGregor is still up there. Ferguson's there, so I, I think, I think he's definitely got a, a, uh, 
a run in him to go on a a tear in the lightweight division and eventually hold the belt. But for now, I don't really think it's his division to call. But I mean, you never know. If if Dana loves Khabib, so and obviously he's a mini Khabib. UFC has him ranked right now at eleven. So I mean, I'm looking at a a Dan Hooker, a I mean Benil Dariush, Paul Felder, maybe even McGregor, but. I mean, the, the main thing we're looking forward to right now is what Dana does with the, the title fight if Khabib decides to not come back. Okay. Um, I want to move on to the the Jan Sterling match. Yeah. Um, ended with an illegal knee to the head. Yep. Um, I mean, do you think it was deliberate or do you think it was I, somewhat I, unintentional? I think it was... I, I don't know. It definitely wasn't unintentional. He did it on purpose, but whether whether it was his corner telling him that yes, he needs to throw it or no, like I mean, Khabib was right in that corner because obviously Jan's rushing as well. So, but Khabib said he heard his corner say yeah, throw the knee. So I mean, he listened to his corner. So I think he definitely needs to look into maybe maybe getting a new corner. But I mean, he he was arguably winning two out of the three rounds that had already finished. So, I mean, I'm looking at the scorecards right now, and he, two of them had him winning two of the first three, and the other one had Sterling winning two of the first three. So, so, so basically you're saying, like, it was it was a pretty even fight up to that point? Is that oh, yeah, it like? was a bloodbath. Yeah, it, I like, mean, I thought, like, you know, Sterling was kind of coming back in the fight at that yeah. point. Jan had him a little bit on the ropes there, but I, I feel like, you know... Sterling's a good fighter. Clearly. Oh yeah, he, he belonged in that fight, no question. Yeah, they're um, they're definitely gonna run it back. I don't, I don't, I think Jan had it. I think Jan had the fourth round before he threw the knee, but that's just my opinion. I mean, that I thought that fight was gonna be really good. I chose my fighter like three times, switched it back and forth. So they're definitely gonna run it back, whether that be in six months. In three months, because I guess Sterling has no medical issues, no concussion. Which I cannot believe. No, I, I cannot believe I, that he could even stand after I that. I am in the same boat. I It does lead to speculation on whether it was an act or not. I don't think so, but... I don't think so. I, I think maybe towards the end... I know that... I know that... Look, I've had concussions before. Yeah. And I know that a lot of... You know, sometimes... But he didn't have a concussion. Well, no, but, you know, sometimes you can take a blow like that and you just get the wind knocked out of you. Yeah. I mean, these guys are professional fighters, so yeah. if if that's what it comes down to, maybe he just got the wind knocked out. Me, personally, I, I can't even believe he was able to stand Oh, I, I agree. The fact that him and Joe Rogan did an interview blows me away. Oh, yeah. I, I can, first of all, I can't believe the UFC would allow him to do an interview. Yeah. In, in, in the NFL, when guys get injured like that, they're not allowed to talk to people for good reason. Like, I can't believe that... They let Joe Rogan interview him. Yeah, I mean that that fight was definitely over after the knee. I, granted, I mean even if he was acting, that fight should be stopped. An illegal knee to the head oh, is, it's it's just like John Jones and. I, I don't even know why that, that it took so long for them to call it. Yeah. As soon as it happened, the doctor should have been in there. That should have taken about six seconds to see that he yeah. couldn't go, and that should have been done. I mean, I mean, the whole premise of UFC is illegal blows are illegal blows. There shouldn't be a warning. I mean, I yeah, get, it, it's, I it's get already street fighting, basically. Yes. You know, it's, it's not to the death, but I mean, we're pretty close to to the death. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean groin kicks and eye pokes are accidental, so I get those. Yeah. But 
if you deliberately knee a downed opponent after you acknowledge yeah. the the referee who I, it no wasn't her Dean for that fight it was uh Mark Smith so I mean he 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 acknowledged the fact that he was on the knee his corner acknowledged it and they told him to throw it anyway so yes the fight should have been over it was deliberate the one problem that I have is the changing of the belt upon the disqualification because that yeah, so, never so happened is it is he a legit champ in your opinion no that's oh, why okay. I think that that division is going to go nowhere until that fight happens again because right. in my opinion it's not Aljamain Sterling's belt to dispute like it's not his to defend it's it's Peter Peter Jan's to fight for again and granted honestly if somebody beats Aljamain Sterling Peter Jan's gonna win it back anyway but it's not his to defend so that fight needs to happen ASAP so, so basically you're of the mindset Three months, six months. The belt is Those vague. two need to fight again. Yes. The belt should be just disputed by those two. Nobody's the actual belt holder. If we're, opinion is. If we're going to give Sterling the belt, I think he should be interim champ. Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, interim champ isn't the actual belt holder. So, but that's just me. I understand that technically he won. But like I said, it's never... You've never seen it before where disqualification is a exchange of belt. Example, John Jones, Matt Hamill. I don't know if he had the belt during that fight. Uh, no, Jones wasn't the champion. But, for that. I mean, yes, Matt Hamill was the winner. And, but yeah, don't get me started. <sighs> don't, don't even get me started. Matt Hamill should have been already finished in that fight. But, I mean, you can, you can use that as an example for this where, oh, yeah. I mean, the Matt Hamill-John Jones fight was ended instantly. Yeah, I mean, was, John Jones threw the 12 six, the was, first one. There wasn't even, like, a... There wasn't a know, question. A stoppage, yeah. they considered him continuing. It was Jones is disqualified. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, was, he was just done. But, I, I... Props, props to Mark Smith, because, I mean... he Sterling showed that he wanted the fight, and, I mean, he threw the belt on the ground afterwards, so... Yeah. He's, I don't think he's very happy that he's the champ, but... Who knows... I mean, he was partying it up after the fight, so obviously the knee didn't I, do. I want to see a doctor. Didn't do much to him. I <laughs> mean, he to went. Sleep. He went to the hospital. I know that, but God. he was seen Those, at the. Some of these guys are just nuts. Yeah. To be honest, I I could never do a sport like that. Yeah. Whatsoever. So, what I want to move on to is um, Amanda Nunez, the oh the greatest women's fighter, period ever. Okay. Well. You've made this argument to me in the past. I don't buy into it, but where do you put her in the all-time UFC ranks? I, I, so I've made the argument that you can say that she is the best UFC fighter of all time, but you can't. I mean, she's. I'm not putting it against her, but you have men fighting as well. And, I mean, the, dis- the difference between Amanda Nunez and men is very different. I mean... John Jones. I, I don't think it's Amanda Nunez and, and versus men. I think it's the women's division. It's it's pretty devoid of talent. Oh yeah, I mean, like I mean, you know, Holly Holm was a great one. Yep. Ronda Rousey in her time, but I always felt like she was a little bit overrated. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, we saw Nunez destroy both of them. Oh yeah. Like both of them destroyed. Um, uh, and then you know, Cyborg, she was great for a while. I mean, there, yeah. But you know. I feel like I mean you know that leads to the question: Where does she go from here? Because who's left for her to fight? What 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 is left for her to accomplish, basically? So, 
I, I think that Dana sets it up as Holly Holmes versus Amanda Nunez again. Okay. I don't agree. I think maybe give Amanda Nunez, because she doesn't need time. It took her two minutes to put Megan Anderson in an arm bar and finish the job, but, I mean, she can she can defend the bantamweight I, I belt. I feel like she could have ended uh, Anderson about six different times. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've never seen somebody... Um, get put in an armbar and then leave the UFC the week after. Like, I mean, Amanda Nunez is making girls not want to fight, and that's why. I mean, a she's the best women's fighter of all time, but I I would honestly I might put her five of greatest UFC fighters ever. Yeah, I mean, she to me she almost has like the Mike Tyson effect. Yeah, effect like nobody wants to fight her. Nobody wanted. I, I mean, he's before my time, but my God, nobody wanted to fight Tyson. <laughs> No, people were afraid to get killed. And then you can go back to, you know, um, the you know George Foreman versus Ali. People were afraid that Ali was going to actually die in the ring. Like, I'm, I'm almost wondering if we're getting to the point where women are afraid to fight her because they're honestly afraid of dying in the ring, like, potentially. Yeah, I mean, I... She I, just destroys people. Yeah, I would love to see... Her go down again to yeah. the flyweight division. What's, but what's her, uh, what's her walk around weight? You know, what does she actually weigh? I think so. I mean, she fought at one forty five this week um, against Megan Anderson. So, I mean, she won her first belt in, in flyweight or featherweight, I believe. So, I think she's around one one fifty when she's walking around, and. As much as I'd love to see her fight in the flyweight division against Shevchenko and become the first and probably only person to ever have three belts, I don't really see it being possible. Getting down to one twenty five is That's is a, a is a hard feat, we, especially we've seen after of people trying to call weight. Yeah, especially after hard. just having a kid. So, but I mean, she's a fucking animal. So, I mean, you never know. I would love to see her have three belts. I'd love to have see her, see her have all four belts. So. I mean, yeah, she's. But I got nothing to say about her. Honestly, she is. Nobody wants to, nobody fight, her. Wants to fight her. It's not. Nobody wants to fight her. I love seeing her dominate the women's divisions, but honestly, Dana's either got to go to Bellator or find somebody that is willing and able to fight her and at least yeah. put up a shot. He, he's he's got his work cut out. For him. Yeah, may, maybe shot. I, I know how you feel about Dana White. I know you're I not his fan, but I feel like this is a chance for him to prove his worth here and to. Get a match for her because, my God, we, we what? There, there's nobody in the in the league right now that can get in the ring. With I don't her. think there's anybody in the world that could beat Amanda Nunez. No, I think possible. there are some men UFC fighters that Amanda Nunez could put on their ass, and I, I'd love to see. I'd love to see it, but I don't really think that it'd be I, it'd I, be I, legal. Well, I'm out on that. But um, let's move on to the next one. The I know fight the of one. the night this is a to me. I mean, yeah, uh, I was looking forward to this fight <laughs> for about once it was announced. I am, I'm, I'm the biggest fan of Connor. I love Connor. Second, second to my heart is Izzy. I love he's he's not humble, but he's not completely like cocky. But he has work cut out for him, and he he lost. So right, well, well, let's let's start with Yanni. Because Jan won. Oh, Jan needs all the respect in the world. Yeah, he he's. I, I feel like that was. It wasn't a dominating performance because I felt like the first two and a half rounds you could have gone either way, but boy, they got to round four and five and 
he just said, you know what? I don't need to stand up with you anymore. Let me just take you to the ground and let's see what you got down here. And oh, we of saw, course. We saw Izzy had absolutely nothing for him. He I, had nothing. I don't know if you watched the uh, post-conference. I didn't. I didn't. So, uh, in Dana's portion of it, he said that after the scorecards were released, we did see a 10-8 for Jan oh, really? on two cards. Two people gave Jan a 10-8. What rounds? Four, five. Five? Five, yeah. Five. Two cards had Jan having a 10-8 and five. And Dana said that it is it is ridiculous, all the 10-8s that are giving out, because, yes, Jan dominated that round. But as Dana, quote from Dana himself, that when pe- we used to see 10-8s where people get the shit kicked out of them. And that just didn't happen. Like, yeah, Izzy was laid on and was forced to not move. Well, and for, the, for round five... I said this after the fight. If that fight was 20 to 30 seconds longer, I think Izzy was going to be sleeping. Because Jan started throwing hammer punches in the end. He got him in some kind of a hold. and I I don't know what it's called exactly. But he had him in a hold and he started throwing some punches. And I felt like if that fight had 20 seconds more, I think he might have finished him. So I I understand the 10-8 because I felt like that fifth round was really just a destruction of a round. And... You know, it makes it so that, you know, there's yeah. a clear winner, I mean, obviously. I'm going to disagree. I think the only reason Jan was throwing the, the punches at the end was because of the uh, the claps for the 10 seconds left. Because, honestly, if he starts throwing punches like that, I don't see it as very hard for Izzy to kick out. And okay. So, I, I mean, we haven't seen ground game from Izzy ever. And I went into it thinking, oh, he has a ground game because that's all we've heard from him, his corner. And it was... Yeah, there was none. Like, so, I mean, I think he goes back down to 185, which he's already said he is, and then dominates, fights probably the winner of um, maybe Robert Whitaker and Paulo Costa. But, I mean, we've seen it before. Paulo Costa didn't really put up a fight. Whitaker, uh, maybe put up a fight again. But, no, he's, he still holds the belt, right? Oh, yeah. Belt yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, I don't think there's ever going to be a way for you to put up two belts like that. I mean, unless Masvidal puts up his BMF belt. Is that even real? He can uh, fight, like, defend it, but he said that the only reason he'd do that is if somebody offered him something in return. So, it's more of just so a, an it, award. So, it's kind of like the... Official belt is that what, that's basically what it is like. Yeah, it's just, it's more of an award. An award, okay, but like but like he lost his last fight. Yes. No, he didn't. Sold. He didn't put up the belt for that. But okay. Um. Yeah, so I don't think there's ever gonna be a way for you to do two divisions fighting for the belt unless you were to put the weight right in the middle, at, like for one eighty five and two hundred five, you put it like one ninety three. Okay. And give five five each way, so one ninety eight and. 188, but no, he still has his belt. He's probably going to defend it against the winner of Whitaker and Costa and then dominate the middleweight division and then go back up, I think. I think he should because as much as everybody saw that he doesn't have a ground game, if he can get that ground game and actually put on weight this time, I can see him maybe not beating Jan, but if Jan loses it, maybe beating them. I'm not going to throw John Jones out there because I don't think it's going to happen now. I, I think but. that now, at this point, is out of the question. Yeah. I mean, we've heard he's up to 
250 now. Yeah. And I believe he tweeted after the fights, uh, December 2021, going to be wild or something. Like I think that. he tweeted it either right as the fight started yeah. or right before so the fight. So that tells me he's got his sights set on something else. I'll tell you the fight I really want to see is is John Jones versus Derek Lewis. My I love God. Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is absolutely awesome. Um, like, that dude is one quick punch away from ending anybody's night. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. He Every time I watch him fight, he's getting destroyed and then figures a way to, to put someone to sleep. Well, if, I mean, we're, if we're going to talk about upcoming fights, I do want to talk about the Steve Bain and Ganu fight. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, I, I have Ganu winning that fight. My record for... Picking winners of main events lately hasn't no, been, been the rough. best. I, I think you're like Owen. I think I'm Owen five? four or five for the last. I, I picked mean, I picked McGregor. Pick, we're not gonna be able to call you the professional, you know, UFC hey, analyst I'm, after this because I'm coming for the next area of the line. You can't even get the easy ones right. Yeah, I picked McGregor, I picked Curtis Blades, I picked uh uh Usman fought him. Oh yeah, you, you had Usman wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, picked I don't Usman know why to lose. Against that guy. Yeah. He is Something. But I have Ngannou, and then but I think it can go either way. I don't really care who wins. I just want to see uh, Derek Lewis fight the winner, and then Absolutely. and then I think John Jones needs to fight the loser, and then he gets a title fight because I don't think he should just jump right into a title fight in the in the heavyweight division. Sure, sure. But yeah, another last thing on the Izzy and Yan fight with the scorecards, nobody had Izzy winning the first round. I think See, that's that a little. Me because I felt like he was actually pretty dominant in the first yeah. round. Um, I felt like Jan was on his heels a little bit, and I just. Or no, I'm sorry, not the first round, the second round. Oh, the second. Oh, the second yeah, round. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that makes a little more sense. One person had him winning, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. The one person that had him winning had him losing ten eight in the fifth, so it doesn't really matter. Right. So it levels up. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to move on? Yeah. All right. You want to hit all star? Yeah, so the All Star Weekend, I didn't watch it. I am not a big fan yeah, of All Star Weekend. Why, why didn't you watch it? I, what, I, what were you doing on Sunday night that you had anything better to do that you couldn't watch the marvelous All Star game with twenty five hundred fans in so, Atlanta? So I honestly wasn't doing anything. I was just relaxing, not doing anything. I watched the All Star game last year. wasn't a huge fan, and then I'm glad I didn't watch it this year because. I didn't like what happened with anything, but I, if we're going to talk about all this weekend, we should probably jump off with the probably the most uneventful event of the oh, no. of the night oh, no. that I heard of. I heard it was absolutely terrible. Uh, the jump contest. Oh. All right. So, you know, here's my thing. I, I, I'm going to sum this up into all of All-Star Weekend. I'm at the point now where, like, if you're trying in the All-Star game, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. Don't over-try in the All-Star game. Just accept that it's an All-Star game, give us the dunks we want to see, and try in the fourth quarter. And, you know, look, the dunk contest, the problem with it, it, it lacks the stars. Why isn't Zion in the dunk contest? I thought that's what he was good at. You know? Yeah. And, you know, why isn't Zion in it? And, I, you know, LeBron has never done one, and everybody holds it against him, and I hold it against him. If LeBron showed up in the dunk contest, he would win it, no question. There's not even a question he'd win the dunk contest. People would just vote for him, he'd get the score. You know, but, I mean, we had Obi Toppin, okay, you know, exciting young rookie. You know, eighth pick in the draft. 
whatever. I, I actually thought he had some nice dunks. I kind of think he got robbed at the end. Um, his free throw line windmill or between the legs dunk was it's pretty impressive. I mean, you know, Zach Levine won a dunk contest with that before. Yeah. Um, and then, oh my God, we had Anthony Simmons who won it. Look, he, he didn't kiss the rim, but he tried to kiss the rim. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah, you know. I'm, I'm just... And then, and then, I mean, we had Cassius Stanley. He doesn't even have a dunk this season in yeah. the league. He's like the 52nd pick in the draft. I mean, we you can... You know, even... is this... Seriously, is this the best we can get for the dunk contest? No, I would have loved to see, like you said, Zion. I I think my personal... I'm a Thunder fan, so my personal favorite player outside of my team is uh, John Morant. I would have loved to see him in it. You know who another one is for me? Uh, And I'm a a Celtics fan. I love this guy. Terry Rozier. Why is Terry Rozier not doing dunk contests? That kid has bounce. Or, you know, you already mentioned him, Zach Levine. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a two-time winner. I, I don't need to see Zach Levine anymore. They, him, and I don't even want to see Aaron Gordon in it again because, you know, we're just going to rob him once again of a dunk contest win because he's got two wins. Yeah. But, you know, we couldn't give it to him. Yeah, so whatever. He, he has, like, of the all-time dunks I would in dunk contest history, he's got, like, two of the top ten. I oh, mean, yeah. Vince Carter yeah. has three of them. You know, Jordan, Dr. J, those guys have a couple. Larry like, Nance, probably. Yeah, Larry Nance had a good one. Uh, but, like, Aaron Gordon, <laughs> he jumped over a mascot. Yep. And then the one that everybody forgets about, actually, there's two. He jumped over Taco Fall, for one. Taco God. Fall is seven foot seven. I mean, yeah. come on. And then the other one, he it should have been a 50. And people didn't even know what they were looking at. Yeah. And he lost. But... You know, like, we have guys in the dunk contest that nobody knows. Nobody wants to watch guys yeah. that don't care about them. I mean, I like Obi Toppin. I'm, yeah, sure, but how many Knicks games have you watched this year? Uh, zero. <laughs> zero, exactly. You know how many Knicks games I've watched this year? Four. Yeah. And that's only because they were on national TV. Yeah. That's it. I, I just, you know. Hey, as a Celtics fan, you can't be talking crap about the Knicks right hey, now. Hey, but... we're in front of them. I don't want to hear <laughs> it. All right, that's enough out of you. Listen. Obi's a nice. If if Obi was like the third best player in that dunk contest, that would have been a pretty good dunk contest. Oh yeah, frankly, because and actually, you know, Cassius Stanley did a couple dunks that I thought were pretty impressive. Actually, he did one dunk that was pretty impressive. Um, his his first was like okay, you know, he started us off, and I'm like, oh, all right, well, this is where we're going. And then uh, Obi did one thing I've never seen. He jumped through it between his legs yeah. and then caught it with the Offhand, yeah, he bounced it off the floor, right? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that before. And I, you know, that's the problem, too. All these dunks are there's nothing original anymore. What hasn't been done at this point, you know? And that's why I think Aaron Gordon got robbed because he literally did stuff we've never seen in a dunk contest before. So, you know, I it's not broken. It just needs stars. It, it just needs. Oh, I agree. You know, it just needs the stars. Young players that are stars: John Morant, Zion. I think Jalen Brown is someone. Now Jalen Brown didn't do it because he has a knee injury, so that's why he wasn't in it. He said he would have done it, but yeah. some of these young guys need to do this contest. It, it needs them. It's supposed to be the highlight, but in all honesty, I have more fun watching the skills competition than I do the three point. Or the dunk contest. Yeah, and one more thing before we actually move on to the skills challenge. I'm looking at the dunk of Anthony Simmons. 
where he kissed the rim yeah. in quotation marks. I mean, what is the difference between this dunk and like a Nate Robinson esque player just yeah. dunking while well, running? I get and, he's and up. Thing, and the thing that I don't understand is, well, um, I'm assuming they would have given that like a 47. Or yeah. 50. They didn't score it. They just vote. They just put it. They posted the name, which that's the Dwayne Wade rule. But um, what, there was no difference between that and the backup dunk that Cassius Stanley did that got him. Of 39. Yeah. There was no difference. So what? He put his face close to the rim. Okay. And I mean, you know? like, I'm, I'm looking at it, and it, it, yeah, it would have been cool if he got close, but there's probably the foot, foot and a half. Yeah, there, there was at of, least seven to ten inches. Yeah. Like, this this isn't a dunk that's worth winning an all-star, like no, a, a dunk contest. Obi's, Obi's, and, and Obi lost because he didn't do it on the first try. Yeah. You have to do it on the first try at this point, because as soon as judges see what you're doing, they're no longer, like, jump out of their seat and practice. If he did that on the first try, I'm pretty sure Dominique Wilkins would have jumped out of his seat. He, he would have jumped out of his seat and would have said, wow, that's impressive. Um, but, yeah, it's not broken to me. It's just yeah. he's better players. Oh, I agree. You know, it's not like those players are bad. But, you know, they're not, they're not the stars. They're not people that the average fan cares about. I don't even know if the average fan knows who Cassius Stanley and Anthony Simmons are. I knew who Cassius Stanley is just out of college. Yeah, um, right. Effort- so Anthony Simmons, I couldn't right. tell you, you no anything about him. I think he was drafted, what, late second? Like, late second round. Yeah. Like, I mean, nobody knows who that is. And people barely probably know who Obi Toppin is, but he was the Naismith player of the year last year. Yeah. So, you know, we can move on if you want. We can just touch on the skills challenge really quick. Um, I mean, DeMontis Sabonis won it. Chris Paul okay. ruined it for point can, guards. Can we, yeah, can we just – all right. Before the contest even started – I think Reggie Miller on the broadcast. I want to say Dwayne Wade, and I think Shaq was the other one on the broadcast. They're all picked Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there watching. I said, it's going to be a big. It's a big every year. Yeah. And the reason is, is that outlet pass. you got to hit that pass, and that's a big pass. That's not a point guard pass. That's a big. And it's always the bigs, and they all confidently said Chris Paul's going to win it. And guess what? DeMontis Sabonis ran through everything. He didn't even miss a shot. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? He didn't even miss a shot. I, I mean, he's six foot ten, and he just won the skills competition. I mean, Demontis Sabonis is keeping the Pacers on the map at this point. Oh, honestly, that guy's, that guy's awesome. If you don't watch the Pacers regularly, you should check out a couple of the games. They're they're a fun league pass team. They don't score a lot. They're not exciting, but Sabonis does some things. He's almost to me like a poor man's Jokic. Yeah. If he was like three inches taller and a little bit better of a passer, oh my god, he would be. Yeah. One of the top 15 players in the league. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's so so good. So, I mean, that's all I really have on that. But uh, now for the probably the most overpowered three-point shooter of all time, arguably, um, okay. Stephen Curry. Can we, can we cool it with that? <laughs> I, yeah, um, he's, he's, he's the best three-point shooter of all time, but, oh, my God, we're going to go there because two, of the three-point shot contest. Two-time three-point yeah. winner. Oh, yeah. Um, is Stephen Curry a clutch performer? Oh, stop it. Can you do it in the finals for me? Show up in a final. Look, look at his finals numbers. He's been bad in the finals. Can you can you win a playoff series this year without Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson? Win a playoff series for me, and then we'll talk about clutch. Seriously. I mean, yeah, but you can't compare him to not having Kevin Durant when every team in, sure in the league is be- a, beefing up. Sure, I can. He's a two-time league MVP. He was unanimous MVP. If he's that good... Do it when Draymond Green is your second best player. 
Yeah, but Seriously. you can't ask somebody. Are you asking him to win a championship or just I'm win a playoff, to win a playoff series? Get his team. Like, they missed the play. I know he was hurt last year, but they were awful last year. They were horrible. Get to the playoffs. Yeah. Get to oh, the playoffs. I, I agree. Um, I, but I, I'm going to make a very, very strong hot take. First hot take of, of the show here ever. Uh, Stephen Curry, if he keeps up on this path, could, could go down as the best point guard of all time. No? No. no. If he wins, say, no. if he wins one more MVP, MVP, one more ring, and a finals MVP, and no. then, no? No. There's this guy, he played in the 80s. <laughs> I get it. His name is Magic, Magic Johnson. Johnson. I understand. There's a guy, he played in the 80s and the 90s, his name was John Stockton. There's another guy, and I hate him, but his name was Isaiah Thomas. No, I understand this. No. We've Steph never... Curry's, listen, Steph Curry's career, yes, he has the rings and he has two MVPs. I wouldn't even rank Steph Curry ahead of Chris Paul. What? As a point guard. As a point guard. Wow. If you want to do the all-time rankings, fine. But as a point guard, go look Doesn't at make Chris sense, Paul. though. How are you yeah, going to Sure put... it does. Sure it does. Okay. Because if I'm taking it by position, okay, I'm not taking Steph Curry as a point guard over Chris Paul. Go look at what Chris Paul was doing with those Hornets teams back in the, you know, in the early 2000s, well, not early 2000s, but, you know, the 2006, 7, 8 range. My God. That guy was carrying those teams to, what, 50 win seasons with nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Emeka Okafor and David West were his second, yeah. were his best players. Chris Paul is the ultimate floor general. Yeah. He's, he's the ultimate floor general. Like, probably the best all-around point guard since Isaiah Thomas. He's not the best point guard since Isaiah Thomas, because I still think John Stockton, uh, I, look, Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, you know, they were great, but... I would take Chris Paul. I, I get it. He doesn't have the rings. He doesn't have the MVPs. The dude is a dog. And did you see what he did with the – you're a Thunder fan. Oh, yeah. Did you see what he did with the Thunder last I year? I loved them. Look at the Suns this year. Oh, yeah, I get it. They're they second in the West. Chris Paul and they're second in the yes, West. They I didn't even make the playoffs last year. Oh, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. He's a winner. He's a point I love Chris guy. Paul. I've loved Chris Paul since he was on uh, the Pelicans. Yeah. But – Well, the Hornets. The Hornets. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um. He's, he's a point guy. He's not a point guard. Steph Curry is great, but he but is he's a shooter. He's not a point guard. Point, Steph Curry doesn't he doesn't run an offense. You know, he doesn't demand the floor like Paul does. Curry does a lot off ball. He does as much off ball as he does on. I mean, yeah, Paul, but you, that's not true. Yes, it is. His on ball. When oh, he, absolutely. Go, you want, do you want to pull up his per? You want to pull up his, his overall? I'll trust you on this one. He but, doesn't. Do as much on ball as people think he does. Curry does most of his work off the ball, coming off screens, coming off picks, you know, moving, which is fine. I'm not, listen, if we're ranking the players all time, I'll rank Steph Curry overall higher than Chris Paul, but I'm not going to rank as a point guard. A, point a guard. true Plus, point guard. As a position, okay. I'm not going to rank him above Chris Paul. What would it take for you to ever put Steph Curry? It's not going to happen. No? At this point in the careers, like if Curry, like Curry would have to change the way he plays. Say he has five more years in his five prime. More, okay, but is he changing the way he plays? Is he going to turn into what Chris Paul does? I mean, say he say he stays as the top shooter in the league. The He's not a better point guard. I'm 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 saying at that position, Chris Paul plays that position better than Curry does. Curry's a better player. Okay. He's not. He's not that. Like if if I'm putting, let's put let's put both players on the Clippers. 
All yes. Right, to me, the Clippers need a point guard. Okay. That's that's what they need. They need someone that can run the offense. Yeah. I don't think Curry runs an offense. I think Curry plays well within a system. I think Curry would do better than Chris Paul would in, in L.A. I'm going to say that Is only. Is Curry going to defend? Why, why, defend? why do you need to when you have the two top two of the top no, no, defenders no, no, in talking, the league? Yeah, but that's the Clippers' problem. They can't defend point guards. They struggle at defending point guards. And, and that's yeah, but who, what point guard? What point guard is he really going to be afraid of to guard? He's guarded. He's guarded every single one he's in the league. Torched by a guy like Kyrie Irving, who is a finals matchup. I'm going to disagree. I don't think he'd get torched. I think he'd. I think Kyrie would still drop maybe 20, 25. I don't think Kyrie's going to go off. I think Curry's going to do more with the ball than Kyrie would do with the ball. Yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm saying. Yeah, but if as you someone have someone that controls the game pace, you know, distributes. Gets in the paint, breaks the defense down, makes the right decisions. Curry has a high turnover rate. Like if his turnover rate, I think, is almost double what Chris Paul's is. That's not that's not point guard material. That's you know I'm a flashy player, and I'm, again, I'm not saying that Chris or Steph Curry isn't great. He's I'm look if if Chris Paul's the thirtieth best player of all time, which he's not, so don't freak out on me. He's the thirtieth best player of all time. Okay. Steph's like twenty five. Like, as a player and as their careers as a whole, yes, Steph Curry has a better career. But I would, if I'm building a team and I need a point guard, somebody to initiate an offense, I would rather have Chris Paul. I just want okay. I, I can build a team around Chris Paul easier than I can around Steph. Curry. I think I would rather take Curry just because I that that three point shooting, the ability he is a dribbler, like he but does have yeah, skills. Great handles, great handles. I would take I would I would try to work my team around him just because I think that three point asset is just is just too huge. Like I if you put him on the Clippers with Paul George, which I have I think a, he'd shoot him out of the gym. I don't think okay, I don't think he'd shoot him out of the gym, but I don't think the offense would work. No? I I think you need a guy like Is it because of honestly, you have three players but, that need the ball or is it because you just I think that you need someone to that understands how to control the pace of a game with yeah. like the Clippers. And I know that this is a little bit off topic, but can I just give you like a trade? And I don't even know if the trade works, but to fix the Clippers, because I feel like the Clippers need something. Yeah. How can we get Kyle Lowry to Los Angeles? Like the Clippers need somebody that can, you know, when the game slows down, they can go north, south, run a pick and roll and distribute to their wings. Yeah. Why is Kyle Lowry on the Raptors? Why is he not on the Clippers at this point? I mean, how is he's exactly what they need? Kyle Lowry is what? He's fucking 34? He's 35. He's got one. This is the last year of his contract. You know, the Raptors, they probably need to rebuild. I know the Clippers really don't have any picks to trade, but I mean, I I feel like there's there's a trade to be worked out there. I I just, I think, I, I thought about it the last two days. Kyle Lowry needs to be a Clipper, he just does. But what what trade assets do they have? What I mean, do you what are you gonna trade? You gotta move um, Pat Bev. Yeah. Lou Williams, and I feel like you'd have to send them to other teams for picks. Yeah. I know they have a couple second rounders they can trade. I mean, maybe like someone like Luke Kennard, yeah, Nicholas Luke Kennard Batum. makes too much money. I think he's got three years left on his deal. You're not gonna be able to move him. But, but I mean, well, I actually know maybe you could move him. He's a younger player. But I mean, you. I feel like Pat Bev and Lou Williams are. At this point, they're not helping the Clippers win a playoff series. How do they help them get by, you know, the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Mavs? Yeah. yeah, There's still another team you still have on send. Maybe an overrated team in the West, but the Jazz need a little bit of respect as well. Jazz fans need to get over themselves. They're still butthurt about what happened in the 90s. Look. 
The Jazz are the best team in the well, West right now. When you, when you get in a playoff series, it's about who has the best player on the floor. In what series in the West are the Jazz guaranteed to have the best player on the floor? I mean, if they keep it at one. Yeah, but it's never been about who, who has the best player. The huh? Who are they playing if the, the season ended right now, they're playing against the Mavs. They don't even have the best player. I understand. Then they have the Spurs. They would have the, they would have the Spurs. They would, they would have the best players. Nuggets, no. Trailblazers, no. Clippers, no. no Lakers, there's, no. There's one team. Suns. I think they have a better player than the no, Suns. Not at all. No? No. I would take Chris Paul over Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. We also have Devin Booker and the Suns, Devin too. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. The, the Suns are but they're also on a they're also in a division where every team at least has one future. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Either, I'm going to say future. Either future Hall of Famer or multiple-time All-Star. Yeah. No, no, like, no question. The Spurs is the only one, but I mean, the Spurs have Demar Derozan, but Demar Derozan is a little overrated. He's not. Uh, I don't know if it's that he's overrated. I just don't think that his style wins playoff game. I mean, how many times do we see it with the Raptors? You know, he just yeah. you know, he couldn't beat LeBron. I mean, no, you know, a lot of guys haven't beaten LeBron, but but that's another thing. He, everybody in the West has to get by LeBron. And then, yeah. and then it doesn't matter because then every team in the West has to either get by the Sixers, the Nets, or the Celtics, or the Bucks. Right. The four teams that are probably going to come out of the East. But Yeah. I mean, look, I just, people are, you know, Jazz fans are a little butthurt. I get it. But to, to throw up your fists and say, oh, we deserve these foul calls or we're disrespected. Well, can you do something for me? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you've had a hot stretch here. Can I also tell you that they haven't had any COVID problems? They really haven't had any injuries. You know, I mean, teams have been shooting like ridiculously bad against them for some reason. Like, yeah. I think a couple nights ago, somebody shot like eighteen percent from three. I mean, if a team shoots eighteen percent from three, that's not you're playing great defense. That's nothing is falling for them. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you're you've kind of gotten a little lucky, and then when you lose to the to the Sixers, who are a legitimate team. You know, yeah, you beat the Lakers, but did they have Anthony Davis? I no. don't think they did, you know. So, I, I don't know, but we, we got off topic there. Yeah, um, we can move back into the All-Star yeah, game. Let's, um, let's go to the game. Last, last topic of this weekend, uh, the All-Star game in general. Did it go as everybody wanted it to? Maybe. I, I mean, I think it maybe did better, but... Yeah, I mean... It was 170 to 150, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, look, for me, I, I, I get what they're trying to do with the Kobe Bryant thing where you have the 24-point target. Yeah. But, I don't know, to me, if the game isn't close, it just makes it too hard for anybody. I mean, that game wasn't close anyways. You had, you know, Durant's team was missing himself and Embiid. You know, that, that, that's going to make it hard for And Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons, yeah. So, I mean, so, but the one thing I do want to bring up, and um, I guess I've been seeing a lot of this, which I don't understand, is does the All-Star game give legacy points? Let me guess. You're talking about these LeBron yes. blowhards. That, All on Twitter where everybody thinks uh, that because LeBron has won, what, four straight All-Star games yeah, as a yeah, captain? Yeah, um, Let me tell you something. If, if First of all, LeBron played 13 minutes in the game and he shot two of seven, so yeah. whatever. No, I agree. But who, if, if they're going to use <laughs> – I can't even do the topic. I mean, if, if you're going to talk about using – the all-star game that nobody tries in until the last five minutes to, to help your legacy against Michael Jordan, you're like, you don't have a chance. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're just, you're trying to make up ways because guess what? Michael Jordan, you know, he was the all-star game MVP in 1998. I mean, 
You know, like, but does anybody care about that? No, nobody cares. Because if you actually try in the All-Star game, it's almost a detriment to you to try. Like, yeah. just show up, do a couple snazzy dunks, play a little bit of one-on-one against somebody, look cool, and then in the last five minutes try to win the game. Yeah. Don't try to win the game in the first quarter. We see it all the time. Like, the, the first-year All-Stars, they get in there and they're, like, trying to steal the ball. And it's like, and, you know, they, uh, they, they play – Harder than everybody else's, and it's like just stop. You're you're making it not fun for everybody else. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah. I, sure, we'll give Lon, LeBron one point towards oh, on his no, legacy. I'm not you any, if anything, it should be negative points. People <laughs> are caring about this. If you care whether or not LeBron's team wins the All Star game, and that's your argument against the goat, Michael Jordan. I've had enough of you. Like, that's not an argument. I already know our buddy Zach Steele is probably brewing that one up in his basement. Can't wait to drop that bottle on me at some point. But, I, no, I don't even want to hear that. Enough. That's enough. Oh, my God. All right. We can, I guess we can move on from the All-Star All right. Th- thank um, you. So, you've already you've, you've ruined it. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Tuesday was a very big day. Um, free or not? Well, yeah, free agent signings in the NFL, mainly franchise tagging. But my thoughts and your thoughts. What, what do you think about uh, what happened on Tuesday? Uh, I mean, let's let's start with Dak. Uh, you want to start there? Yeah, we can start Monday, with that. Right? Yes. Started, yeah. yeah. Um, Four year, one hundred and sixty with one hundred and twenty guaranteed. Yeah, seventy five million up front. Right? Yes. I like it. I, people are gonna hate it. A because it's the Cowboys. But yeah, I mean, and I I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'm a Steelers fan. I hate the Cowboys more than. A couple people. Yeah, I mean, look, but if you if you're just looking at how much money he's making, yeah, it's a lot of money. He's he, it's it, he's overpaid, but but you look wanna... at every quarterback in the league that's named isn't Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and they're overpaid. I mean, at this point, you have to overpay the quarterback. You just do. Like, you know, I, I think um, Lamar Jackson's the next guy up. Or Josh him, Allen. Him and Josh Allen are the next guys up. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. What are those guys going to get? I mean, I think Josh Allen's probably going to make somewhere around five, five-year, two hundred. Probably. LeBron. Or they're going to franchise tag him. Yeah. Or they're going to do the two tags and then do some crazy deal with him. And I guess the Ravens have been looking into signing Lamar right now to an extension. My God, I mean. But he he and, doesn't and want he to. Gets, so and he gets to go to the board with I have a league MVP. Yeah. I mean, Dak didn't even get to do that. He's going to get to go to the board with I have a league MVP. And, uh, you know, I'm the best thing your franchise has going. You guys have reconstructed the roster around me. What's he going to get? Yeah. $50 million a year? I mean, yeah. you know, if, if you just look at Dak's number right now, you're going to say, oh, it's, it's too much. But if you look at Dak's number three years down the road, I guarantee you he's going to be middle of the pack. And actually, his cap hit is middle of the pack. So I love, I love slandering the Cowboys. It's probably my favorite <sighs> thing to do. I just don't like that we're seeing all of this Dak Prescott slander now, but we didn't see any Ezekiel Elliott slander when he got signed. I, I don't think that's true. I, we I didn't see like, as much as we are now. I think that, well, yeah. I think I've seen a couple yeah. people within the past maybe 24 hours, probably longer, saying that, A, Dak Prescott isn't a top-10 quarterback and that he doesn't <laughs> deserve it. But to those people, I say, you don't watch football. Dak Prescott... In the five games he played last year, he was two and three. Yes, the Atlanta Falcons need to know how to 
field an onside kick. He was two Have and you three. Have ever seen a team like in your time of watching sports that just can't close no. out a game? And they are so pathetic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, out a game. I'm gonna call out my two coworkers that are Falcons fans, but a twenty-eight to three loss. Um, losing to the Lions because your running back doesn't know to get down and not score a <laughs> touchdown. Shout out Todd Gurley. But like the Falcons need they fired their head coach at the start, but Thank they God. need they need to do more. But I mean back to the deck, he, in five games he was two and three. He threw for one thousand eight hundred and ninety four yards, nine touchdowns. Yes, he had four interceptions, but he also ran for almost a hundred yards with three touchdowns and he had like a sixty 66 completion percentage. Yeah, which is pretty good. Those those numbers are record-breaking if he was on pace for that. And it wasn't look like he was changing because his defense was bad, and he was playing against bad defenses, so he could throw a lot. Yeah, and, and to give Dak some credit, um, the defense got better as the year went on. Yeah. I mean, the defense was terrible this yeah. season. So, you know, I feel like they could have turned the season around pretty quickly, and they had a pretty easy schedule for a while there. And they probably would have went like 10 and 6. Yeah. I think. Somewhere in there, 10 and 6, 11 and 5, I think they would have gone. Yeah. I mean, they're well, easily if, winning that division, and there's no question in my mind. Yeah. Look, if he's healthy next year, first of all, I think they need to trade Amari Cooper. Yeah. I, I just, I would not trade Michael Gallup because Michael Gallup to me, CeeDee Lamb to me should be your number one. I think CeeDee Lamb is excellent. Michael Gallup to me is a perfect number two, and I think you can retain him pretty cheap. If I were Dallas, I would try to trade Amari Cooper and get some draft capital. Yeah. Because your team is is expensive now. It, it's expensive. Yeah. I mean, you have three people on pretty big you, contracts. Dak. And they're all Zeke they're all. And Amari are going to yeah. make the most money at their positions. Yeah, they're all sure. special specialist positions. Right. So. And and you can't move Zeke at this point. Like nobody's move Amari Cooper if I was Dallas, and you know. If you can get a tight, actually, I don't even need a tight end. They have good yeah. tight ends. But if you can get some draft capital, maybe beef up the line, beef up the defense. Um, you know, I I think that would help. But the slander that like Dak is overrated and he's not good is just terrible. Like, if you understand how the quarterback market is going right now, like, then you should understand that what he got paid is what he was going to get paid. Yeah, I mean, his. isn't Kirk Cousins making more than him yeah, still? He is. Like, well, if you look at cap hits, he's like 15th in cap hit. Yeah. He's, he's in the middle of the pack as far as how much it's going to come in his cap. Now, you know, he's getting paid a lot of money, but it's yeah. not hurting their cap. It's just a lot of upfront money. Which, yeah. You know, that a lot of teams do that anyways. Like, Matt Ryan's making $37 million against the cap. That's absurd. Yeah. Like, what is Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan hasn't done – I mean, I get it. He was an MVP. He went to the Super Bowl. But Matt Ryan hasn't done anything in three years, basically. Yeah. You know, so to to shame that you know, to shame the Cowboys for paying their guy, who's clearly the leader of their team. You know, everybody in the locker room respects him. He's the face of the franchise, and it's the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. You know? Like it's not like they can get away with underpaying a quarterback. It's it's the cow the quarterback of the Cowboys is like the glamour position in sports. I I mean, you have center fielder for the New York Yankees, center on the Lakers, and then quarterback of the Cowboys. Like, those are the most, you know, maybe something for the Rangers and hockey. I, I don't know. I'm not a big hockey fan. Yeah. You know, like, those are the the marquee positions to play in sports. Yeah. So, if you're the quarterback of the Cowboys, we saw Romo. Romo got a huge deal, and he yeah. wasn't totally deserving. I mean, Romo is still loved, and he's not in the league. Yeah. So. Romo's probably one of the most loved players in history, yeah. you know? So, you know, to, to, to get on the Cowboys for paying the guy that's their leader, I mean, 
that's ridiculous. You know, not yeah. everybody is Tom Brady, and you know, props to him for taking pay cuts, but not everybody can do that. You know, yeah. so you know, to to shame the Cowboys and to shame Dak for doing it, I think it's just ridiculous. Yeah, oh, I completely agree. Um, what are your thoughts on what the Buccaneers did on Tuesday <sighs> with I mean, rich, Chris Godwin and Lamonte David? They absolutely should be. Oh, favorites. easily the favorites, yeah. I mean, the roster up and down, and they have all their picks this year. Yeah. They have all their picks. So who's to say they don't take their first rounder and trade it for God knows what, left tackle? Yeah. Or, they don't need don't much. That's the thing. Need. Yeah. I mean, the secondary is young, but my God, those safeties are good. I think their, their corners are pretty good. Their linebackers, I mean, there's not a better linebacking core in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Sue is probably out um, just because it seems like he's going to be the lone man. Yeah. He doesn't get the money, but, um, you know, if if uh, they're able to keep these guys, I mean, holy crap. They, they have to be the favorites. It's not even a question. I mean, clearly Brady's answered the call of, you know, he's not aging. He's just not. How long is he going to play now? You know, three more years? Um, you know, yeah, four, I, four years. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm the Brady fan here. I'm, I'm exactly. a Patriots fan. I've been saying for six years now he's playing to 45 because he said he could play to 45 and he yeah. wants to do it. And well, he's going to be 44 in August. Who's to say he's not playing to 45 now? Yeah. I, I, I don't even know what else to say about them. If if he takes a pay cut and Evans takes a pay cut and Jensen takes a pay cut and they keep Shaq Barrett. And they keep the the other guys. They might lose um, Leonard Fournette. He might just you know get a deal somewhere else. Yeah. But if they keep that together, I there's not much left to say. They should be the favorites overwhelmingly, and we'll see what happens from there. Um, big one here. What about Allen Robinson? What'd oh you, my god! What you think about that? The Bears need to just let him go. He's a slave to the very bad system in Chicago right now. Granted. They have plans. They have said that they're willing to throw out a bunch to acquire their future quarterback because, obviously, Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles are not it. I have heard Russell Wilson is the biggest one. They're looking at Russell Wilson, and I believe they were looking at Deshaun Watson. So if they could get one of those two, then Allen Robinson is good. But 
Allen Robinson would fit more on a system like, I don't know, the Lions with Kenny Galladay being gone. The No, I don't like the Lions just because Robinson to me isn't one of those um, guys that gets open. He's more of a, a you know, he's he makes tough contested catches. Yeah. And if Jared Goff's your quarterback, he's got to throw to guys that are open. Yeah, or like maybe the Giants. Granted, I know Daniel Jones isn't the best, but... I think the Giants are actually going to get Kenny Galladay, who we're going to talk about in a minute here. But I mean, let's just let's just go there. Is Russell Wilson going to be a Chicago Bear? Is that no, really... probably not. So to me, I would not have kept Robinson. I just I don't understand paying receivers, and they have good receivers other than Robinson. Uh, that Mooney kid. Yep. Um, and then who's Anthony Miller? Right? Mm-hmm. Is Anthony Miller the other one? I mean, I mean he's pretty good. Cole Komet is a pretty good tight end that came into his own as a rookie. And they also have a very good running back in David Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, whatever. He's a good running back. You, you know, Mr. Fantasy over there. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, look at but, David Montgomery going for another 100-yard game. Good, he's a running back. He should be getting But, yards. I mean, Allen Robinson is worth the money. Yeah, yeah. It's either, the money. it's either the Bears pay him or they'll let somebody else pay him. Oh, yeah, somebody else is going to pay him. Everybody knew the... the Bears, and there's no guarantee you're getting Russell Wilson, why are you paying the receiver $15 million? For who? Nick Foles to throw him the ball? Yeah. Mitch, Mitch is out. I, I don't see I mean, him bringing him It's back. also not $15 million. It's $18, oh, $18 million. million. Yeah. I mean, at 18, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just out on Allen Robinson. Allen oh, Robinson I agree. is a good receiver. He's not a great receiver. Yeah, well, no, I shouldn't say that. He's he's top 10. Yeah. You know, he's top 10. But he's not D, you know, D-Hop or Mike Thomas. So we've done one of the notable... Quarterbacks, we've done one of the notable wide receivers. Why don't we move the notable running back in Aaron Jones? Oh, what a hit for the Packers. I, 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 what is Aaron Rodgers doing? Why isn't he just getting out of there? I agree. I, 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 I listened to uh, Colin Coward today and he had a great analogy. The Packers to me are like the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah. Like, you know, we live in an age where. I can send you an, a, a letter in half a second on my computer. I can type it out. Yeah. I don't have to write it. Lick the envelope closed, drive down to the post office, and then, oh, it's Friday. Well, postal service doesn't run on Sunday. So the letter doesn't get to you until Wednesday of next week. Yeah. I mean, you know, every, every time – and I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan, but my God, I mean, they're going to let Corey Lindsley walk their center. Mm-hmm. You're gonna lose Aaron Jones, and I get it. They think they have another good running back in Jamal Williams. They don't. Isn't he a isn't he a free agent too? I think so. And then they have that. Uh, they have the rookie court. Dylan. Right? Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he he seemed like he was pretty good, but my God, why not just keep Aaron Jones? He's clearly one of your better players. You know they they should have kept. Where's the money going? Yeah. I mean, you have the Smith brothers. Jair Alexander's on a pretty reasonable deal for what he's got, and, and Rodgers makes a lot yeah. of money. And Devontae Adams. Where's the rest of the money? And Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari, I forgot about him. Yeah. But where's the rest of the money? I mean, they don't pay anybody else. I mean, they're you know the rest of their team isn't loaded. They're they're a good team. They're a pretty good team. But where's the money go that they can't pay Aaron, Aaron Jones? Yeah, I'm very happy for Aaron Jones. I getting oh, out I mean, of Green Matthew Bay. Barry's free Aaron Jones is yeah. to be like the um, biggest thing on Twitter this week. Look at him now in a Dolphins jersey. Oh, Dol- you think the Dolphins? Yep. Yeah. They have Miles Gaskin, but Aaron Jones yeah. is oh, three times the no running back questions. Miles Gaskin is. So. Three times. It's more like five times. Yeah. He is, um, Aaron Jones is like one of the three most complete running backs in football. I mean, 
well, okay, you've got CMC, Kamara, Dalvin Cook, and maybe a running back that can catch and run the football as good as Aaron Jones. Saquon Barkley. I wouldn't even say Saquon. No. Aaron wow. Jones is healthy. Yeah, Saquon that's true. Saquon healthy. That's true. So I'll take Aaron Jones. Um, it's time like now where I wish the Steelers had money so that they could sign sign their running back in the well, future. I mean, you you want to bring up the Steelers? Let's bring up the Steelers. What about Bud Dupree? What what what, what where do they go now? The 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 Blitzburg defense. These these superstars that were awesome and then you know fell apart at the end of the season, going one and what one and five in their last six. Yeah, I mean we are known that uh, you don't pay anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't pay anybody, and we are known for our, our defense. We've all we always have been. I mean, our offensive has never really stood out. We have a Hall of Fame quarterback, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna go there today. But we'll, we'll get there at some point. Yeah, but I mean, I I as a Steelers fan, I like it. It opens up money that we a we don't have. Yeah, you have five million in cap. So. I mean, I think we could use that money to sign a low-end free agent, either a running back, wide receiver to fill Juju, or beef up our linebackers with lower-end linebackers. Because, yes, Devin Bush getting hurt was the biggest yeah, disappointment. That, that really killed you. The guys. biggest disappointment ever. But we also showed that our linebackers were bad to start. They progressively got better. So, TJ Watt can drop into coverage. Granted, that's not the best option. That's not what you should be doing, though. But, yeah, but we can go and get a cheap linebacker or draft a cheap linebacker to fill his spot and and do what he could do. Well, but, I mean, the other casualty you guys are going to have, and I know, like, I know how you feel about James Conner. I mean, people, he's a good player, but I don't think he's a great player. Oh, I certainly I'm, wouldn't pay him anything major. Um, I'm very good, very happy that we got rid of him. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, why? James Conner? Um, yeah. He's not... He's not a running back. I mean, he is a running back, but he's not a running back that can be the number one on a team consistently. He had two good years where he was maybe a top not 12. A year and a half, really. Yeah, and then he fell off. But we have these two young guys that are also horrible. We, we don't... Benny Snell, yeah. Yes, he's, we don't he's need... A we don't need anything more that out of him. He's not going to help us. He... He isn't healthy. He just, he isn't helping us. And then we can go and sign a not or draft a Najee Harris in the late first round this year. We can draft a Travis Etienne in the late round, late first round this year, and we'll be perfectly okay. Would you rather them spend their first round pick on a tackle or some offensive line help or trade out of the first? Um. Because where are they picking right now? Like twentieth. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. I mean, at that point, you know, are you really want to? Do you really want to take a running back in the first round? No, I don't necessarily want to. But if we have to, we have to. I mean, it's something that uh, the running back has become one of the most important positions in football, especially yeah, with. Yeah, but it's also the most replaceable. Oh, I I completely I mean, agree. But know, that's why. Than, other than Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook, you know, let me know when these high collision guys are. Making their second contracts worth their while. I agree. No, I, I, I completely agree. But with the dink and dunk style that we had Ben Roethlisberger in this year, I think of a running back that is consistently catching the ball and consistently can run the ball for not negative one yards is better for us than than James Conner would be. Um, Benny Snell is not the answer. No. So yes, offensive line has always been the Steelers' go-to since we drafted T.J. Watt, but. 
Um, yeah, running back. I think a position player, a specialty position player, is really? is the yeah. the go to. Not wide receiver, but running well, running back yeah. would running back would be perfectly fine for me. If we get an offensive tackle, I'm not mad. If we get a center, which that's a later round position, yeah, but that's if, a third, fourth, yeah. fifth round guy. If 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 we get something that helps us, I'm not gonna be mad. But I would love to see a Najee Harris in a in a Steelers uniform. Of course you would. But um, back to Bud Dupree though. If if you look at our our, our linebackers right now, we obviously have Devin Bush, who is arguably the second best player on our defense, maybe third behind Minka and T.J. Watt. He's a big he's a big piece, but we also had Vince Williams step up this year. We had Robert Spillane step up after Devin Bush went out. Bud Dupree got out. He just he's coming off of an ACL. Like, I don't think that's a guy that we franchise tag and we bring back because he doesn't need it. I don't want to risk a, another linebacker going out with injury. It's just it's not going to help us. We can't get rid of Devin Bush. He's the best one of the best linebackers in the league. But Bud Dupree doesn't deserve it. So. If we have Vince Williams playing our second middle linebacker, we will be perfectly fine. You know, speaking of the pass rushers, the DNs, um, and Shaq Barrett's another one. Yeah. The the, the pass rusher, the, the fourth linebacker, edge rusher position is absolutely loaded in free agency. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just scrolling through the list here, and, you know, obviously Bud Dupree and – Jadavion Clowney is a free agent again. Yeah. You got Yannick Ngakwe. Yep. Ryan Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. Um, that kid, Trey Hendrickson, yep. out of the Saints, mm-hmm. low-key going to be a good player. Yep. Um, uh, Romeo, uh, uh, the Lions player, uh, Darkwell, or oh, yes. Darkwell, I believe his name is. Uh, just, I mean, the, the position is so deep. I mean, you know, we see plenty of guys getting paid in that position. Yeah. But don't you feel like that's something that you can just go find in the draft? Oh, yeah. Yes. Go after yes. the quarterback? I mean, there's guys that can do it at an elite level and then a not-so-elite, but... I mean, we've I, seen numerous amount of late, like, late-end draft picks that are great. Yeah, I mean, Clowney last year, we waited till what, the week before the season started for him to get signed? And then he was non-existent. He, yeah, and then he basically didn't do yeah. anything all year. And I know that he's not a big sacks guy. He's more of a, a you know, a play the rush and make yeah. smart plays. And that's where I actually... Clowney would be one of the guys I'd rather have over than just somebody that goes and gets yeah. sacks all the time. But, you know, the position is so different now because, you know, quarterbacks are getting the ball out quick. Yeah. The running schemes and the passing schemes are so, you know, diverse now. But I just – I don't see where these guys are going to get paid, and I don't think franchise tagging them makes any sense whatsoever. No. I mean, we saw three guys basically not get franchise tag in Barrett – uh, Okara and Bud Dupree. Yeah. They just didn't get a tag. Oh, Hassan Reddick's another one. The Cardinals are just letting Hassan Reddick go. Yeah. He led the team in sacks. No, I agree. He had ten and a half sacks. I mean, that's a good season for a guy like that. Um, and he's just going to be gone. I mean, another one when you have a defensive end out of Baltimore, you got Nana Kangakwe. Yeah, I'd stud. Absolute stud. And, you know, someone's going to pay him. Someone's gonna I don't think they will. Him. I don't think they're going to pay him. I, 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 he's 25. Yeah, he's 25. His market value is five, $15.5 million. Like, Yeah, who's paying... Who's paying an edge rusher $15.5 million when I can go get, you know, John Simon yeah. and Solomon Thomas and, you know, Ryan Kerrigan for mm-hmm. a quarter of that. I can and go get them for 
three and a half, four yeah. instead of fifteen, and they'll almost do the same job, if not better. Everybody already has. Everybody pretty much already has their go-to edge rusher. Yeah, but, I mean, there's, the there's Rams like, have Aaron Donald. I mean, Aaron Donald's an interior, but, but even still, yeah, like T.J. Watson, outside linebacker. The Cardinals now have J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. Yes. People, and, well, I don't want to hear anybody else talking crap about J.J. Watt going to the Cardinals. That defense is going to be better this year. Yeah. Chandler Jones is going to come back. He's one of the best pass rushers in football. It's yeah. It's not a question. I mean, look at Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd, the Bears let him go. Yeah. He was Him and Khalil Mack were incredible two years ago, and they just let him go, and the Rams picked him up for next to yeah. nothing. I mean, he's a premier pass rusher in this do league. Do you know how much the Bears have in uh, salary cap this year? Um, I can give you a... Ballpark? Yeah. Uh, hang on one second. Because if they have enough, that might be a good fit for Yannick. Oh, it's possible. Pair yeah. next to pair him across from Khalil Mack, who I predict has a very, very good season this next year, maybe even defensive player of the year. But, I mean, they're going to have, they have to have enough so, if they're looking at Russell. So, so actually, the Bears are going to be over the cap. Okay. Um, but they have ways to get under it. Yeah. Uh, they have a few moves they can make. Uh, they can rework Kyle Fuller. Yep. Um, Jimmy Graham, if they cut him, can save a couple million. So, I mean, they can get under, and they can. They definitely need a pass rusher to go alongside Khalil Mack, yeah. for sure. I mean, it's, that that's just what I would do. Um, another, Actually, speaking of cap casualties, uh, Emmanuel Sanders got cut today. He did. Which, I mean, um, is all part of the Saints plan to get them in, in relevancy with the cap so they right, don't get cap I mean, fines. But they have a long way to go outside of just yeah. getting rid of. I mean, Trey, letting Trey Henderson walk. Uh, I mean, he's just gone. Yeah. You know, and yeah. He, was, he was one of those guys that was super important to them actually having a playoff run. He's yeah. just gone. I mean, oh, yeah. They, they lost him to that neck injury, and the, the defense suffered. I mean, you know, Mitch Trubisky started looking good in that playoff game. Yeah. He makes one throw. Well, no, not even he makes one throw. One player makes one catch, and we might be having a different story. But, I mean, you know, Sanders. What was he? Thirty three now. I think he's thirty three. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Someone's gonna pick him up. He'll probably have a nice forty to fifty catch season. Probably be good for a contender. Honestly. Yeah. And uh, um, actually, reverting back to the running backs real quick, I just got a notification that the Dolphins are interested in James Conner, not Aaron oh, Jones. That's interesting. So yeah, they know that they can get him at a cheap. Game. Exactly. He's he's gonna be cheap, no problem. In no a young system. I mean, he's a young running back. Yeah. In a young system, young. so. I like that. And actually, I feel like he probably fits a little better with what they're trying to do. Because yeah. He's more of a run and shoot running back instead of a power back. Yeah. He's a, he's he's more of an elusive and a and a catch it. Yeah. Aaron Jones, yeah, he catches it a lot, but he's more of a power back, and I don't think they want to do that. Exactly. So I I guess that would make sense to go that route. Yeah. Um. Uh. Last thing I want to hit on, uh, the Patriots getting Trent Brown. Yep. Really flew under the radar. Did you oh yeah, no, I I didn't know that the Patriots were making any trades outside of going for a quarterback because that yeah. like that <laughs> seems to be their main priority right now. I mean, but you know, I'm a Pats fan, and this is what I've been waiting for Bill Belichick to do. Not this move specifically, but Trent Brown was on the Patriots for that one season. Yeah, they they, they win the Super Bowl with. Yes, him. he was the number one ranked left tackle in football that year. I mean, he gave up one sack the whole season. He was yeah. awesome. And they got him from the Raiders for a fifth-round pick, and the Raiders gave them a seventh, and he reworked his contract. Yeah. So, I mean, A, that helps them because 
they're going to let Joe Tooney walk. I mean, Tooney is clearly out. Yep. Um, they're probably going to move Isaiah Wynn back inside. And then Michael Oweniu, their standout rookie, uh, really, really played well. And then they have they have David Andrews who they can re-sign. He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them bring him back. He's 28, really good center, really good yeah. center, good leader. But they also have this young kid, uh, Kajuste. I, I don't know how to pronounce his first name, but his last name is Kajuste. Third round pick two years ago, he's been hurt. But he played a little bit last year. He was really good for them. Yeah. I mean, they, they we've seen Bill Belichick let guys go before. They got sixty plus million in cap space. I mean, if, if this is step one to a bigger plan, the best way to fix your team is to get an offensive line. Yeah. I mean, and they're going to have a great offensive line. I mean, it was good enough last year with a quarterback that was terrible and no weapons, and it was a good offensive line. But you just added Trent Brown to that, and I, I don't know how many people even know who Trent Brown is. Yeah. If you've watched him play for the Raiders, for the Patriots, he's been a top three or five offensive tackle in football the last three years. So I think that was a pretty big move. I know that this is not happening, but Russell Wilson and the Patriots? I mean, no. he said something. You know, he's sick of getting sacked. I mean, we got a pretty good offensive line over here. If you want to come hang out in Boston, I mean, I know your wife probably wants to go to L.A. <laughs> Both teams are booked up, you know. Yeah. Come to the East Coast, baby. We got plenty of toys. We got cap space. We'll get you all the receivers you want. We'll, make, we'll have fun with you, Russ. No problems. But I guess Jimmy Garoppolo is plan A, you know. Jimmy G, the best Jimmy quarterback G, uh, to win that one. You know, I love Jimmy G, but is he really our plan A, Bill? Is there anything better we can do? Like, can, can we go get Sam Darnold? Seriously? Like, seriously. So Sam Darnold. So, let's, let's get him. So I think there's one more thing I want to hit on before we wrap this up. Kenny Galladay is a free agent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arguably the best wide receiver. Oh, in no, this. it's not a question. He's the best yeah. receiver available. Um, but he, he's, he's, he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Uh, probably um, in the Allen Robinson category. That's yeah. where I have him. I know. mean, he in his career, he's got 3,068 yards, 21 touchdowns, and 141 first downs on 183 career receptions. So that is a wide receiver that if I'm a team that is looking to build and fighting for a Super Bowl right now, such as the Colts, who I believe have a good amount of money in, in cap space, that is a wide receiver that I'm going to get. Sleeper pick, the Jaguars. Yeah. Young quarterback coming in and Trevor Lawrence. No question about that. Well, well, wait a minute. With with the Jags, you know, um, I really like Lavisca Chanel, yep. DJ Chark. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to bring in Kenny Gallagher? Yes, absolutely. You, you would. Yes. But, okay, but they have so many problems on defense they have to fix. Like, wouldn't you say that they should spend on the defense and the offensive line instead? Because I feel like their weapons are pretty good. You know, I, like I get where you're going with Galladay, but I almost think that He's more of a luxury that they don't need right now, and they have a lot of picks. Why not draft a receiver? Think about it, think about it this way, though. They have seventy-one million in cap space. Oh yeah, yeah. They can they can get Kenny Galladay to lead the receiving room. He's twenty-seven. Yeah. So if he can lead a receiving room of a young DJ Chark, a Lavisca Chanel on his second, third year, second year. No, this will be his second. Yeah. He was a rookie last year. So that is that is a, that is an obvious target, and he's. Oh, he, he is a dominant receiver. He is going to go up and get you a ball that Trevor Lawrence might overthrow. Granted, he's we've seen him. He's very accurate in his pro or in his pro day. So that is that is a wide receiver that if I'm the Jags, I'm going off of and then fill in the rest of their cap space. I just I just feel like their defense was so bad last year. Yep. They let so many players 
you know, they, they basically traded him for nothing. Um, but what do you think they need? Pass rush corners, middle linebacker. They don't need middle linebackers. Oh, they have Miles Jack and Joe Schobert. Miles Jack is all right. Schobert's okay, but corners, defensive ends. I mean, they're they're the team that's going to throw money at a defensive end. But if you can if you can go out and sign, I mean, they, they're not going to get Yannick Ngakwe, but no, they're not going to get him like. Back, but um, if you can if you can go out and sign Kenny Galladay and then get somebody actually, like I think I think Romeo Cora would be the guy for them. Yeah, and you um, can get him for cheap. Like I don't know, so he's really good, man. He got thirteen and a half sacks last year. Um. So he's really cool. I mean, real. I think Kenny Galladay's contract he'll probably eat up twenty million over. Um, I would say you're probably looking at eighteen, eighteen and a half with him. So if probably you a big signing bonus. if you can go out and get Kenny Galladay and Bud Dupree in free agency, yeah, I'm yeah. doing that all day. Oh sure. And then I'm going to draft Trevor Lawrence with my number one pick, oh, and then yeah. with my late round, late first round pick, I'm going to go out and draft a safety or a corner. Uh, I think they need an offensive. Or that. I mean, they, they, look, they're, that team, they gutted the team, basically. And, you know, they have, I like James Robinson, Chenault, and Chark, I really like. They don't have any tight ends that are any, yeah. know, they don't have any offensive linemen, and they're very good. Uh, actually, that's not true. Cam Robinson, they franchise tag him, yep. which was a great move. They needed to keep him. Uh, I, I, some can argue that that wasn't the best move. Right, but, but you you got to keep your guys. Yeah. You know, and you're going to overpay your tackle anyways, but... I would have kept him. I thought he's been pretty good for them. But you need guards, centers, tackle, D-tackle, D-end, inside-outside linebacker, corner safety. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you need a defense legitimately. Yeah. So if I'm them, yeah, would it be nice to have Kenny Galladay? But look, wide receivers don't always win you the Super Bowl. No. Oh. They don't. And, you know, we've seen plenty of rookie quarterbacks not have great receivers and do better. Look at ben Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield without OBJ has been better. Yeah. You know, like sometimes those guys aren't easy to throw to. You know, they, they demand more attention, so they get tougher defensive coverages. Personally, I would just rather roll with the guys they have now. They're young, you know, and, and have a really good defense. A defense that's going to help Trevor Lawrence, you know, where they can run the ball more and they can establish the run, get play action. Because Trevor Lawrence in play action and um, – you know, in the read option, he's incredible at that, at the, yeah. at the RPOs. So if you can establish the run and have a defense that can hold teams to 20, you know, and, and I mean, they're going to be in a tough division next year. But, you know, I mean, well, besides the Texans. But the Titans and the Colts are going to be better. I, I, I think the Titans are going to be just as good, and the Colts should be better, in my opinion. So you're going to need to play some defense in that division. And, you know, I would focus on defense players. I would go out, I would get Romeo Okora, Maybe even Bud Dupree also, and you need a D tackle. Honestly, that's an that's an Adamic and Sue landing spot for me because yes. they need inside, you know, inside help. And it's Florida. He's not moving very far. No state income tax. I could see him going there. Um, and they need a tight end. You know, a tight. Honestly, a Hunter Henry would be the guy I would target if I was them, not Kenny Galladay, because we've seen that tight ends make rookie quarterbacks' job a lot. Yeah, it, it it always seems to help them. That's an easy throw, so I would go tight end and lots of defense if I was them. I, I if I'm getting a receiver, I'm drafting a receiver. But the Jags aren't. You also have to think the Jags are not in a spot where they are going to win first year. They got it. They they. Well, ha- how do you know that though? Because I, they don't have they don't have anybody. Right, but if they got all this cap space. If they fix their defense, they they should be easily a ten win team. 
So I think if they fix their defense, they can win ten games. So say they have seventy one million dollars. Say they sign Kenny Galladay, Bud Dupree. They can go out and get somebody like, I mean, Patrick Peterson's old. Sign uh, yeah, him. Yeah, I, I would go get Patrick Peterson. No sign him to a sign him to a deal. I mean, AJ Boye is it another one. Quan Alexander. They're gonna. They don't need yeah. interior line uh, linebackers. Malcolm Butler didn't get yeah. franchise tagged. He's been released. He's just gone, which I cannot believe the Titans just cut him. Um, There's no way that guy is as bad as they say. Anthony is. Harris is a, a, a free safety, yeah. free agent. Yeah. So they have all this money that they can go and get these big-name players, and they're old, so they can yeah. sign them for cheap. Uh, for me, the, the blueprint for them to be successful is what the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson when he was a rookie. I mean, you know, they had okay weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, they had Percy Harvin who was, you know, he was a specialty guy. Yeah. And they had young Doug Baldwin, who was good. He wasn't great, he was good. And their tight ends were okay. They had a great running game, great offensive line, and the defense, I mean, the Legion of Boom was incredible. Yeah. So those guys were next level. And that's and look what happened. You know, they, they lost their defense, and now they're not the same team. But those guys won with defense. Look at the Tom Brady years. The yeah. early Tom Brady teams. Defense, defense, defense. Great offensive lines, weapons weren't as good. If you're a good quarterback, you're gonna make average weapons look good. I think Trevor Lawrence is that. I know how you feel about Trevor Lawrence. Look, I look to me, he's as sure a thing as Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, John Elway. Yeah, he might not be, I, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, but if he's Andrew Luck. My God, is he? I mean, you can't pass that up. I'm not gonna disagree with you that Trevor Lawrence is very good. I I know that I'm I'm the biggest fan on Zach Wilson, and we'll get into some later weeks as the draft comes up. It's Fifty days away, by the way. Fifty, um, really? Yep. Oh wow. wow. So we gotta do a mock. <laughs> so like, yes, he he is the best quarterback that we've seen since Andrew Luck, and I'm not going to deny that. But if I'm if I'm the the Jaguars with a new head coach. Granted, yes, he's from college. College coaches have notoriously been bad in the NFL as, as an NFL Urban coaches. Meyer fan, as a Florida fan, I'm not so sure about Urban Meyer. Yeah. I, I have my I have my reservations about it, but we'll see. I mean, he's been a great coach, so we'll see what happens yeah. with that. You have a notoriously great coach, a notoriously great quarterback. You have good weapons in LaVisca Chanel and James Robinson and DJ Chark. Yes, they need a tight end. They have Cam Robinson now. If they can go out and sign Bud Dupree, I like Hunter Kenny Galladay. I know you. Yeah, like Hunter Henry. No, I would say that Hunter Henry should be. That's a fine too, and because I just think tight ends make it so much easier for quarterbacks. I wouldn't blame them if they went out and got Hunter so Henry. So to me, that's the move. That's fine. I, 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 I agree. Think it's Galladay. That I could work. It's, I think it's Hunter Henry. Yeah, and I don't. I I wouldn't. I would not trash them if Hunter Henry was yeah. their main guy. But I agree. They need to work on their defense, and I think that is a late first and the rest of the draft. Um. Targets, but yeah, I I don't know, yeah. but I'm ready. To, I'm I'm good to go. If you're good to go, we can wrap yeah, this I think up. We covered it. Um, yeah, uh, great first episode. I yeah, think covered what we wanted to get through. Um, NBA starts back up tonight, so you know next week or whenever the next episode is, we'll have some good NBA coverage. Yeah, uh, and uh, follow us on Twitter. We'll we'll get that. We're gonna get that set up, and we'll let you guys know next week what all that information is and. Yeah, definitely want some uh, fan input. Um, so send us an email. Uh, the email is going to be posted on the link. Uh, and, you know, send us our questions. And actually, you know, any of the local guys in the area, we'd love to have some people on. Maybe yeah. we can 
you know, do a little discussion here and I can tell you why you're wrong. Because I love doing that. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks guys. Bye.